When I go out, I play in the street, I get hit by cars, I make mashed potatoes, I get hit by cars. Welcome to the Up for Discussion podcast. Yeah, the only show on the internet where we talk about the things we talk about in the order we talk about them. I'm Tom Zalatni. I'm, I'm Tim Blay. I'm Simon Peltier. And what in the world was that? <laughs> you told me to play the shortest song I knew. That was the shortest song I knew. Did you just make it up on the fly? No, no, no. It's a Five Iron Frenzy song. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty tragic ending. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It gets hit by cars twice. Yeah. Mm. But also makes mashed potatoes. That should in, be pretty good. In the middle of the two? Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. a, that's a compelling narrative, at yeah. least. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like you still, once you've gotten up from being smacked down by a car. Do you guys follow John Acuff? Uh, is that the stuff white people like? Uh, stuff Christians, Christians like? like. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he, stuff he's white really, like? He's actually really, really funny. And he, right. like, I, I follow him on Instagram and he, like, regrammed this uh, screen cap of, like, a BuzzFeed style article, but, like, like from a cooking blog that was called, um, like, 10 mistakes you're making when making mashed potatoes. Okay. Oh really? And, yeah, and he was like, "When when you're making ten distinct mistakes while making uh, um, like a recipe where the name is literally the recipe, <laughs> something is wrong." Okay, but that's your first mistake because mashed potatoes are so much more complicated than just mashing potatoes. Apparently, but you can also just take potatoes and mash them. Well, here's the thing: you have to boil them first and then right. mash them. Guys, I've never done a segment life. of our show. Tom teaches you how to cook a mashed potato. Okay, so you guys, take or how to mash a mashed cooked potato. potato. That's pretty much the same thing, actually. Damn. So mashed potatoes, you basically cut up your potatoes. You can leave the skins on or take them off. It's up to you. Well, I like to leave them on for if you a want little a little extra more grit. Salt and pepper kind of look. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you like diversity in your mashed potatoes, you leave the skins on so you got some browns in there. And then you cut them up, uh, throw them in some boiling water, let them boil for a bit, and then strain them. And then you crush them up with a squishy thing. Okay. And then you cook them a little bit longer with some like butter or something in there to get them creamy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So but it is possible yeah. to screw them up, and that's the thing is, is like you've got to like it's quite a bit of butter, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's like you you want it, and sometimes like milk products and things. And yeah, you can put, put like you can put like garlic and spices, cheese. And I've seen orange juice too. No, orange juice that's and couscous. Weird. That's orange, odd. Orange juice and couscous. That makes more sense. That's what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, that. And then I, you. I had a similar moment this week, though, where I saw someone post a status saying that they succeeded finally on their third try at making scrambled eggs. Whoa. And I was kind of mind blown because like scrambled eggs is what is uh, kind of like mashed potatoes. It's the easiest kind of it egg is, to make. Yeah. Mm. The recipe is in the name. Yeah. But it's even easier than mashed potatoes. Because mashed need... potatoes are deceptively challenging. Yeah. Scrambled eggs. No, you crack okay. the egg, you put it in the pan, and you fuck it up with a spatula. You and scramble you're it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I took two tries to make scrambled eggs when we were shooting that video. So, you know, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Like, you missed I, the pan. Yeah. How? That's one thing you can do, right? <laughs> you, can, you can miss the pan. You can... I mean, here's something that I did the first time that I used our stove at the place we're currently at, mm. that I put it on, and then I waited a while until I thought the stove should be hot. And then I put butter in the pan and it immediately caught fire. I remember what? that. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that stove is messed up, though. That, that burner gets like, too hot. Yeah, it's just like way hotter than you would expect it to do. So that is very bizarre that you could do while making mash- mashed eggs. You could take mashed a kiwi eggs. and try to mash that instead of an egg. Or an I wonder if, if like mashed potatoes mixed with scrambled eggs would be good. I feel like that's a thing. You could be a thing. You could, you could be like trying to scramble an already hard boiled egg. I feel oh. like that could be a brunch thing, right? Yeah, yeah. You like you make the scrambled yeah, yeah, yeah. eggs first, and then you can like throw them in the pan and like yeah. fry them up after with the baking grease or whatever. Totally. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Get some nice hash browns. That sounds really good, actually. I don't like brown. eggs, but that sounds like something someone would really like. You How don't do you like eggs, just, no, just in I, general? I really don't like eggs. Oh. Yeah, Simon and I have gone out to brunch together, and he's been like, can I get my eggs on the side? And then given them to me. Yeah. Uh, what <laughs> is it? Is it the sulfur? I don't, I, is it the just, embryos? It's all of it. I just don't, I don't like the consistency. I don't like the taste. I don't like, I guess texture is the same thing. As um, consistency? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, if they're two different things, I don't like either of them. But I just egg, don't like them. But eggs are two different things. So do you not like both of them? Eggs exactly. are three different things. Yes, but you only like eat two the of Trinity. Them. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast the Turgis- after Heretical Trinity Sunday. Whee! <laughs> uh, oh man, yeah. Our, Did, uh, our friend John Danielle has had some yeah. great statuses about accidentally teaching your children heresies mm-hmm. based on the Trinity is like a three leaf clover. Did Trevor make any heresies? Trevor didn't preach this week. Oh yeah. Did whoever. Prot, prot. Sure. Whoever prot <laughs> the past, the past it, ten, it tense was, of preach, uh, approached. It, it was actually uh, it was Prot Pulse who who, who oh, nice. preached this week. Yeah. Prot Pulse. Yeah. Uh, did he make any heresies, or did he just not even so. acknowledge Trinity Trinity Sunday? I, you know what? I was uh, not. Pooping? I was not a hundred percent attentive during the sermon. <laughs> if we're being completely yeah. honest, because like, yeah, I've, I find MAS interesting in that like like with every passing two months or something a new liturgical thing is added mm-hmm. but at the same time there's like like a distinct lack of acknowledgement of various other liturgies mm. actually right now we're going through a series where every week at the beginning of the service trevor is teaching about a different aspect of the liturgy that we're doing okay you might just not be getting there early enough uh possibly <laughs> and also i don't mind yeah, I don't listen fair. much. You skip out on the beginnings of your services and go hang in the park. Uh, no, I, I, I'm just, I'm just always really late. I remember that was the church. cool thing to do back in the day. Yeah, with, of like your youth group people to like skip most of church and hang out in the park. <laughs> well, like maybe, maybe I, come I in for, never did that, yeah. but I was teaching Sunday school most yeah. of the time. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I ever did that either. Maybe a little bit, but not much of it. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I find though, like I, I don't often pay attention during the sermon. I try to, but I, I, yeah, I'll they're usually, way like, too long. It's not even that. It's usually like <sighs> by the time that they're done, I don't feel like I've retained anything. So I'll hear right. stuff during that I'm like, oh, that's great, yeah. And then ten minutes later, I'll be like, I don't remember any of this. Yep. Like I'm mostly at church for mm-hmm. like the music and for communion. It really, remember- it really depends. Like I, I think, I think probably people who do sermoning should be taught how to teach. Yeah, like yeah. how to how to structure something so that people mm-hmm. retain it. Because like people who are good at that, like when uh, when Ian Henderson preaches, mm-hmm. yeah, and I am there for it, which I'm not often at your church, but it seems I'm often there when Ian Henderson is doing things. Right, and he's like a professor who actually knows how to like put ideas in your head, mm-hmm. and I come out of it being like, whoa, cool. Yeah, see, remembering things. Mm-hmm. But I find yeah. like, even the best sermons, I won't necessarily retain anything right after. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just not someone who learns by like sitting there listening to someone talk for ten minutes. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I feel like they talk way more than ten minutes. Yeah, I mean, I think they're you know, like like I, I remember I remember uh, I was in the bus with uh, Des, our good friend of the podcast, Des, mm-hmm. and mutual friend Anna, and uh, they were complaining about how like at mass that morning uh, the priest spoke for eight minutes and how long that was. <laughs> eight was minutes. Like, yeah, that's pretty long. Aren't man. sermons normally like seven or something? Well, that what day of the week was this? Uh, a Wednesday. Okay, so the the thing is that like there's there's like Sunday masses and then there's yeah. like weekly masses, right? And weekly masses are it's kind it's kind of like morning dip type mass. Like you get in, you get out. 
Um, and then like, so, oh, man, so I want a morning dip. I know now. like there's, there's more of an expectation I would imagine to be like, all right, we're going to do this and then we're going to go about our day. Cause mm. like we got, we got stuff to get to like people go to mm. mass and then go to work and yeah. stuff. So it's like, you know, yeah. you better not take too long. Or I'm going to be late for yeah. my shift. Speaking mm. of morning dip, we should make like, like we should invent a morning dip, like for brunch, like a, like a, like a dip oh. that you can dip things in. Right. That's it's a called good idea. milk and you put cereal in it. Ew. You don't That's dip disgusting. cereal in there. <laughs> <laughs> just like one Fruit Loop at a time. A single Cheerio, just bloop. Yeah, or coffee. Coffee's kind of a morning dip. Mm, um, if you have like a, if you have like a donut or a yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, but like, like you know, something where like if you had a plate that has like bacon and hash browns and like an omelet. I mean, you wouldn't dip the omelet, but if you had like a bunch of oh. stuff, you got like you have like a little a little morning dip, like a hollandaise sauce. But not hollandaise. It's got to be a new thing. It's right. it, it should be something that's like a little more savory with okay. like maybe little bacon dips. Do we want it to be bits. like 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 sour cream based like that kind of dip like what yeah. people do? With I could see veggies? that because I I maybe have like s- a tzatziki kind of thing. I've seen sour. I've seen that like sour cream be used on donuts and it is good. Mm-hmm. Sour like, cream. I've I've had sour cream like baked into donuts. That's that, a thing. That's what I meant. Yeah. But, yeah. Like on yeah. top of donuts. No, no, no. I meant, I meant like sour cream donuts that where the sour cream is baked in it. So like, I feel like like you could do that. Maybe makes a little bit of like, um, put some dill in there. Some dill. Yeah. Um, you could have some bacon bits. What are you imagining dipping Uh, into this? Like just everything you have. Let's say you've got some. Let's say instead of hash browns, the restaurant you've gone to is serving you sort of fried potatoes. Okay. A lot of restaurants will do that. Yeah. Usually, I'll just dip those in ketchup. But also, like, like when I think of hash browns, I think of like. Like um, like oh, a you think of McDonald's hash brown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay, a like the weird little patty thing. Right, right. Yeah, I thought you were talking like just you know some scrambled eggs they threw in the frying pan, nice and soft. Trying to make a nice. <laughs> Why would Simon of... be talking about that? I don't know. That is not no. part of his breakfast. No, that's fair. No, but let's mm. say let's say you've got some like morning. What is it, breakfast sausage? Mm. Maybe you've got like a bagel, yeah. some toast, some like you know? fruit juice, a little bit of bacon. Yeah, some bacon. Bacon. Uh, some ham. Maybe you like roll up the ham, put it in the little breakfast dip, mm. little morning dip. I can mm. get behind that. Yeah, we would should. It, would it be spicy at all? Uh, I feel like you could. You, you could, could have spicy. You could, you could yeah. have. You could have like a like a maple syrupy type thing. Cause, oh cause, yeah. You know, I mean, you don't yeah. really need to add anything to maple syrup though. Like you can just dip, but, dip no, no, anything no, you, in you, it. You could make like a maple dip where it's not just oh. maple syrup, but you have oh. like like that same kind of savory uh, dip. But then you like maybe it's like caramel in there. I don't know about the combination of sour cream and maple. That sounds well. No, weird. no, we're talking now. We're we're expanding this. There's okay. three dips. All yeah. right, your sweet, your savory, and your spice. Exactly. Okay. Okay. And they come yeah, in like I a little this. tray next to each other and arrange in yeah. a triangle. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. It's and the holy trinity of morning dips. Yeah. Yeah. You, you modal. The holy trinity <laughs> is like these morning dips. You know. Sometimes yeah. God is spicy. Sometimes you just gotta dip sweet, yourself in the Lord. And sometimes he's just full of bacon. Okay, but Full like, beans. if we're gonna, if we're talking about the Trinity, yeah, like we talk, we're t- talking about about Trinity heresies. How do you guys, if you if you would have to explain the Christian concept of what the Trinity is, that's how would you do it? I've actually, um, we when I the youth group that I'm leading, we we did like a video series, okay, um, and one of the things they talked about, um, I forget which video it was specifically, but they were talking about how you can see God in nature. Okay. Um, and one of the things that they stressed was that God is not like these things. God is not like the flowers of the trees. The trees and the flowers are like God. Hmm. Right. And right. I feel that like, idea like of if the, you, the ultimate whatever. Yeah. yeah. And if you reversed the analogy, like the egg is kind of like the Trinity, that would be, you know, I feel like, like that would like, it wouldn't necessarily be correct, but it would be different. 
Hmm. It right. wouldn't be it would, a heresy. It wouldn't be a heresy. Right. It would just be like, right? It wouldn't be a heresy. Then, well, no, it would be an egg. No, yeah, it well. wouldn't be Tom's chest. It would be an egg. But a hairy C is kind of like the Trinity because like... That is my cup size. <laughs> <laughs> We're saying Tom's chest is a hairy C? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty... Uh, no, you're not a C. I think I might be down to a B. You're Don't an, try it, honey. You're no. not a C. No, you're, you're, just a, you're, <laughs> a, barrel, you're a barrel-chested B. Well, I don't know about that. You're yet. maybe a large A. You're, yeah. you're you're an A if you want to go perky. I don't actually know uh-huh. how cup sizes are are like rated. Like, is it? I don't know the specific. What sizes. is being measured in right. this? Is is it just I like the circumference? I or? believe it's the circumference because or, then or Tom the might be like way up there. It could be a triple E, or it's the volume. Okay, the volume makes more sense. We but should the, have a woman. We should, a woman this, this sounds like a good about... discussion to table <laughs> until we have a female yeah. present yeah. or put it in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be curious if you are a lady who yeah. listens to our show. Can you explain mm-hmm. how breast cup sizes are explained? Yeah. That was a weird way to phrase that. <laughs> Can you explain how a bra is sized? There we go. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know that the number is the circumference of the chest. The number? The like number. a 47 yeah, whatever? Well, oh, not okay. that much. You'll be you'll be like a thirty-two B or something. Well, I might okay. be a forty-seven. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> thirty-two. Is okay, yeah. so you need you need two. So it's two I, I I believe it's how long like the the strap that goes to the back is. Right. And right. then the cup size is well the cup size the cup size right. right. Yeah. yeah. Well, the cup size would specifically refer mm-hmm. to the part that covers the boob. Right. Yes. The, yeah. the cup <laughs> cup part. But like, I mean, is it based on <laughs> is it based on volume and like is it a linear scale or like a logarithmic scale or yeah who knows. <sighs> hmm. I don't know. I I it feels I feel like it would be linear. Well, you don't you don't know I things. Assume it You're presuming be. that women's I am presuming women's fashion sizes make some sort of sense, which they <laughs> never they do. do. They do not because zero <laughs> should not be a size. Triple should zero not be able, should be yeah. less of a size. Yeah, or no. the same size, I guess. It should be n- not a size at all. Well, triple zero is this. It should the be same three times zero. nothing, which is nothing. But maybe they j- yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't work. It should actually just be three nothings next to But it depends, yes. right? Because maybe it means zero distance away from the lowest size. Right? And one is one distance away from the lowest size. It's like like one inch bigger than the smallest it can be. I don't know. It doesn't make no it's just When I go out I play in the street, I can't have cars, everyone's potatoes, I can't have cars. Brought to you by Megabus. Megabus, the only way to do your taxes online together with us. So, <laughs> what? Do you guys, uh, got anything you want to talk about today? Simon, you wanted to tell us something. Yeah. So, uh, we we were thinking that this could be a, a place to share ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ideas and things. Yeah, and then dis- discuss said ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have an idea that I've been I've been mulling over for a couple years. Okay. Um, I haven't really shared it much. Um, I tried to in an essay once for a class, but it didn't really work out. Um, and then I had a conversation with my friend's roommate yesterday. Not yesterday. It was not yesterday at all. It was a couple of weeks ago. And, oh, uh, and it was, it was very, very interesting. And it was, it's about the definition of art. Okay. And, uh, I thought of this when I was, when I was taking the, like, like if you're at Concordia and you're studying fine arts, everybody has to take, everybody in fine arts has to take this, um, contemporary art lecture. And for all like the artists and pieces we would see, there would like there was always the question like, is this art? But no one ever said like, hey, what's art? We never discussed the definition of art. Okay. Um, and at the same time as I was taking that class, I read um, for another class, I, w- I read uh, Aristotle's Poetics, mm-hmm. 
which like Aristotle was wrong about a lot of things, but the poetics still hold up. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is, what is the, like the, the, what, what sort of things are the poetics looking at? Uh, the, the poetics looks at the best way to write a tragedy. Okay. And he uses, uh, Aristotle uses Oedipus Rex as like the best tragedy. Mm, which, true. It's got some juicy bits. Eye gouging. Two of them. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mother okay. loving. Yeah. And so one, one of the things that he says is when he, when he talks about art is that he says that it's an imitation of the natural world. Okay. okay. Um, and then like, uh, you know, several centuries later, um, I, uh, I think, I think Edgar, yeah. Edgar Allan Poe wrote in, I think the veil of the soul an essay called the veil of the soul. He, he took that, that definition, but then added to it. It's an imitation of nature through the veil of the soul. And what, what he like later describes is that like it creates and stimulates an emotion both in the artist and in the viewer. Okay. So, so the veil of the soul is like human emotion. Exactly. It's like, so okay. through, through the <laughs> lens of human experience and exactly. Okay. That's exactly what it is. And I find like, like that, that's the, that's the definition that I like. Yeah. I like that definition that it is, you know, so like, um, uh, uh, yeah, sorry. And then the second part of Edgar Allan Poe's um, idea is that the pure imitation, like however close and however refined, if it's not done through the veil of the soul, is not art. Hmm. How can something be done not through the veil of the soul by a person? Right. So, um, <clears throat> my like one example I like I like a lot is photography because photography is like a, is capturing a moment, mm-hmm. and like you you could look at um like a uh, something like the the world press photo if i don't know if What's you guys so it's it's this like yearly um sort of uh, uh i don't know i don't know about contest but it's like it's like all this like photojournalists uh all these photojournalists will submit some of their photos and then they come out with like a bunch of categories and who win like it's okay, awards yeah. for photojournalism okay. okay and there are these like incredibly beautiful photos of like um you know news events that happened uh, in the past year. And some of these photos are incredibly beautiful and incredibly moving. Mm-hmm. And they're like super well constructed and everything. And then on the other end of very well constructed photos, you have stock photos. Right. Right. Where you have like an old man and an old woman sitting on a bench looking at the camera, smiling with a thumbs up. And like the point of a stock photo <laughs> is to like represent the vague idea of something right. without right. representing the thing itself. The point of it is to be as generic and like simple as possible. Right. So that someone can look at that and say, oh, that applies to whatever I want to yeah. do with it. It's yeah. not meant to like stimulate emotions, but they're, they're both. I don't know about that, but it's meant to be general enough that it can stimulate emotions based on a wide variety of contexts. <laughs> exactly. So like um, back, back during the, <laughs> Sorry, I did a quick Google image search of old people on a bench. Thumbs up. <laughs> and it's delightful. Okay. Will, everyone go and Google old I'll, people on a bench. Thumbs I'll be up. tweeting a bunch of these while we continue. Nice. Podcasting. Good idea. Lovely. Um, and um, I, to me, this is supported uh, because back in the Renaissance, the Renaissance, I, I guess I'll say it like that now. The Renaissance. The Renaissance. Um, there was this hierarchy mm-hmm. of, um, of like which types of, uh, paintings were the noblest and which ones weren't okay and the ones that were on the bottom were uh i don't know that this is the 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 exact order but it was um still life portraits and landscapes and then at the top Hmm. were things like allegories uh and historical events okay so allegories is if you see like um i don't know uh 
like like a like a representation of a concept like or like one of those big like frescoes of Hieronymus Bosch or whatever exactly. painting these exactly years. like here's the entirety of yeah. the bible yeah and yeah. so the the idea behind that is like well how much can a person be moved by this and it's like well if i see like a bowl of fruit i'm not going to be moved by it but if i see like you know the uh, the like this beautiful representation detailed representation of the battle of hastings i might be like whoa this is like i feel you know i feel so connected to this right. and and so that's that's why I feel like this is the best definition of art that you can get, because then I mean, and and it's a definition that's open to to discussion as well, because like you can look at a thing and goes, well, this makes me really angry because of how stupid it is, and then you can go, well, then it worked, didn't it? True, yeah. Um, which like is a stupid argument in my mind, of like this may like if someone says this makes me really uncomfortable, and you go, well, then it did its job, then I go fuck you you're an idiot um huh. well what if someone wanted to make you uncomfortable though i don't want to be made goal. uncomfortable well then <laughs> but like you that that's like, the point I think, though i think there, there are ways of doing it that work and there are ways of doing it that don't work like if you have a message and the message is behind the discomfort that's stupid but if the message is the discomfort that's created then that's something else Okay. Point is, so so give me give me the actual like the definition as it was as you stated it again. So it is the imitation of nature, or the the like this this is what Aristotle said, but okay. I said the and it's an imitation of the world, mm-hmm. uh, meant to create an emotional response. Okay, are we keeping the veil of the soul part or? Uh, I I took out the veil of the soul because okay. of how like vague it is. True. Um, but like, and I think this. <clears throat> I like I the one of the reasons why why I sort of came up with that is because of how often people can go like this guy is so good at what he does it's an art. And mm. I feel like that's diminishing what art is. Hmm. Right? Like if I'm if I got really really good at um at doing hardwood floors, right? And they're really nice hardwood floors and I do them super well, someone says it's an art, I would say no, it's not. It's a craft. Hmm. But it's not an art because I'm not imitating craft the way arts and crafts is a craft. No, hmm. no, I don't think arts and crafts is an art either. But, right, right. Um, but like, I'll so I think like a high school art teacher, like a, <laughs> a a craft is something that you work at and something it's a skill that you refine over time. Right. And I think a lot of things that like most things are crafts and most arts are crafts. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't call every craft an art. Like I wouldn't call knitting inherently an art. But right. it's a craft. But you, but it depends what you do with it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, it. Because if you I, knit just a regular, like, solid colored beanie, you're just knitting a solid yeah. colored beanie. If you knit a beanie that, like, looks like a dragon, yeah, then a you've dragon. made an art, right? Yeah. But if if I knit, like, if if I, I don't but know, if you if you I could, knit I, to to yarn bomb something to make a statement, that that could be then, something. Then you right? are an arting. Yeah. And I I I've seen I've seen certain pieces of of art where like like and I guess this is something that like in the twenties like the idea of art was like changed with things like ready mades like if I made a hat and then put it on a on like a, a on a pedestal somewhere in a gallery mm-hmm. and I said I remade the hat that my son wore on the day he died mm-hmm. you know on the day he was hit by a car or whatever and this is this is the hat he had and I think it's art because it represents him in a lot of ways then like that could be like okay like it's put in a context of art but i you know it's it's put in the context where like it's a it's an imitation of like the sun's hat but also of the of who the sun was mm. yeah that imitation part is is interesting i want to deconstruct that a little yeah. bit um, Go for because it. like i th- i think the the way that i i guess, i guess the way that i see that working is to make 
the that definition very broad because there's a lot of things like if we're if we're talking about say yarn bombing um, sure like let's go with that or or if we go with with anything that's sort of like the thing with yarn bombing is that I'm I'm not even really sure what it's meant to evoke um ab- wistfulness um yeah fun but I, but, but I I think mostly what it's like whatever it's trying to do is is to represent brighten the some, day. some sort of like internal state right so it's like that's interesting that sure. you're talking about like representing nature but mm-hmm. part of nature is also like the interior of the human head totally right mm. and a lot of art I think is like yeah. purely that I as well. like my my girlfriend is a contemporary dancer and you know when I when I started dating her, like I, I started to be like very exposed to a lot of contemporary dance, which I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think like kind of what what I thought of was like, oh, dance is like an external representation of internal feelings, mm-hmm. it, or at least it can be, right, right. And I, you know, again, some dances are crafts and some dances are arts. I would say like mm-hmm. tango is not necessarily not necessarily an art. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're like if you're like in a tango competition, then it's like, oh, well, you're just. You're getting very good at it, but I wouldn't say that it's art anymore. But, right. it, but when you see like, you know, like a single contemporary, like um um the uh, Sia music videos, right? You know, with uh, Maddie Ziegler, yeah, those are very I, I would call those art. Well, and I think that's where it comes down to like, are you doing, you know, just generic moves within mm-hmm. a style of dance, or yeah. are you doing a choreography? Right? Yeah, because well, it's you know you can paint a tree, or you can yeah. like paint make a painting of a tree, right? Yeah, like you can draw a a brown line and then I said purple you can make a purple line and then some little green leaves at the top and say this is my tree or you can spend time actually thinking like well what is a tree and like put work yeah. into that right mm-hmm. well I think I think like when you're talking about choreography or something like maybe the art isn't done by the dancer the art is more done by the choreographer right because that's yeah. the person really putting their their emotion and and thought into but so like- are the dancers like the the the, the dancers aren't puppets the right. dancers mm-hmm. bring their own uh, their own touch to it, and like I've yeah. I've seen Claire, right, that's true. I've seen Claire like pick a specific dancer because she's like this dancer really really moves in a specific way mm. that works for my idea, and so mm. then it becomes a teamwork right. where like the final product is both the 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 work of the choreographer and the dancer. Right. Well, it's right. like when a singer works with a specific songwriter because they understand yeah. the way that the other person thinks. Exactly. Yeah. Or a scriptwriter and a director mm-hmm. and an actor all sort exactly. Of... So you you would say all of those people are artists. All of those people could be artists. Could be artists. Yeah, like I, you know, I'm I'm an actor. I when I act, it can be art. But like, if I get paid by a nursing school to go act um, as a, like a, a guy who has a knife through his leg, and the nurse has to, you know, for for nurse nursing training, I wouldn't call that art. I would, right. you I would know, call that stab victim. Yeah, it would ju- it would just be an imitation, but it's not an imitation with a point of hmm. you know creating an emotional response but that very much depends what you bring to it right like if you 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 would i think you would have the capacity as a as an actor to make that art even if it's for some you i'll know, take the compliment thank you like <laughs> even if it's for some psa that like yeah. no one's really going to care about and like doesn't itself make a statement other than hey you should probably avoid getting stabbed in the leg <laughs> like you could you could still yeah. like make an artistic expression out of sure. that i think sure yeah. and but I, again it's all like part of it then comes to the intent it's it's like the beanie that I was talking yeah. about, right? Like if if someone had just remade the beanie and kept it for themselves because it reminds them of their son, that's not necessarily like you know you could argue that it is art because it creates you know like like in their case they are the creator but also the audience for the art. Mm-hmm. But like if they really put it out and say like this is this is you know a representation of my son, then like oh okay mm-hmm. like this is you know like yeah. 
yeah <laughs> music is interesting in that way especially like instrumental music like I'm, th- I'm thinking about um because i've done some i guess art for hire in terms of music right yeah. like like i did this whole cd of like video game music um and it was it's interesting thinking about that because like it was it was like on a contract and it was like specifically you need to produce like 10 tracks that yeah. sound like old video games yeah right? but like you can't when when you're doing something like that you can't help but sort of like put your emotion into it right yeah like you you start fiddling around but you're always going to end up with the note combinations that like evoke things for you mm-hmm. and end up like making you feel like something and that's what you're like even if you're selling it yeah. to somebody like that's that's the point of it too is like to give somebody something that will make them yeah like that will evoke something specific mm-hmm. that well, works i think and i feel that's similarly for like what you're saying about stock photos before is that like you know i could see a stock fo- photographer being like an artist in their own right for even sure if yeah. their their goal is to make stock photos yeah. yeah yeah well i think like i mean it comes down to like you know you could have two very similar projects right say you have a video game music project and like I don't know, another video game music project. (laughs) But the second one is something where it's for a specific game. And the first Uh one is just, we want generic video game sounds. Yeah. For the generic video game sounds one, you might not actually feel like you're doing something artistic, right? It might just be like, you know, you're kind of phoning it in. Mm. For the other one, you might, you know, take that to heart a little bit more and do something that really reflects you. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And that's the the thing is that like, I, I think that's true, actually, when I was doing that. Like there was, there was a bit of a, a hesitance to put like put any idea like i i didn't put down any ideas that i already had i was like i'm just gonna create in this moment and Mm -hmm. put that in because i didn't want to take any of the any things that i had like really strong emotional attachments to Mm -hmm. and put them into that Mm -hmm. and i think that like you know when it comes to like emotional responses i think that it, it it should exist on both ends where if if I'm not really involved in the character that I'm creating as an actor, mm-hmm. nobody else will be. But right. at the same time, if I'm really, really involved in it and I'm really, really passionate and then when I perform it, nobody, like it doesn't stimulate anything in anyone. I feel like that's like, then I'm not very good at my craft, mm. <clears throat> right. you know? And then, then I feel like someone could say, well, that wasn't really art. Right. And, I, and I feel like, like it, <clears throat> people can get so like attached, like, yes, it is an art or no, it's not. Mm. And it's like, well, like, I think there's a such yeah. distinction as like, you know, there is good art and crappy art. Yeah. Like that's more what that comes to. I was talking about totally. this with uh, our friend Graham the other day. Okay. We we're talking about like, um, like writing musicals and like, you know, when you bring a project that you're excited about to someone else for like input. Right. Yeah. So let's say you've got a script you've been working on mm-hmm. and you like take it to someone and say like, what do you think of this? They will either give you good feedback or bad feedback. Right. Either way, it's constructive. But they might say like, yeah, I think that's incredible. Or they might say these are some things you could change. And <clears throat> you need to, if you're trying to make something that's going to be good art, kind of take into consideration what people are actually looking for in that. Yeah. Even if it's not your first instinct, right? Like yeah. if your first instinct is to make something entirely from your heart, you're going to make something that's going to be awesome for you, but it might not actually be successful, right? And then yeah. people might see that as crappy art. Yeah. And then, and then it's just a matter of like, like under, if you understand art as a craft Mm. and you go, okay, that didn't work. What should, what can I change? And then someone Mm -hmm. goes, well, the way you portrayed your character, it felt like nothing was particularly important. You go, okay, next time I approach my next character, I'll make sure to raise the stakes. Right. Mm. And you know, it's the same thing with like a hardwood floor. It's like, well, the hardwood floor has a hole in it. Maybe like (laughs) fill it, maybe put more wood and you go, oh, okay. Or like maybe 
you know, the boards were really creaky. Okay, what can I, why is it creaky? Oh, it's because of this and this. I'll fix that. Mm-hmm. And I think if you approach art as as a craft, and I think if you stop being scared, or if, if people, like, like I don't, I don't know, I'm, I'm not generally one to say that people overreact, but, like, people can overreact when you say that something is or isn't art. Right. Like, um, you know, yeah, again, like, people can say, like, oh, he's so, like, you know, uh, um, I don't know, wine tasting is almost an art. It's like, no, it's a craft. You know, you get good. I mean, arguably, I don't actually believe that about mm. wine tasting. I think wine tasting is a is a craft. Wine pairing yeah. is an art. Wine pairing? Yeah. Is it an you know, art? Wine what, ta- wine what do you imitate? What's wine pairing? What do you wine imitating? pairing is, well, you're like helping to bring out the flavors of the food, right? Right. But are you, but you're not, repre- <laughs> you're not like it, it doesn't represent something, right? Okay. I don't Fair know. Because I, 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 I see an alternate. I think I'm seeing a bit of an alternate definition that Tom has in his mind for art that maybe correlates with one that I'm thinking about. So let's let's throw this out and see if it works. Because I like sort of what I see as the difference between an art and a craft is that a craft is something that you like a craft feels more mechanistic to me. Right. Like there's a set of steps. You get really good at those steps and eventually you're really good at the thing. right? Right. But anything like when people ascribe something, the status of like, oh, that's like been elevated to an art. It seems that like it's when there's something intuitive about it, right? It's it's hmm. when there's there's no set of rules you could write down for how this works. It's just that that person has come to understand it in some way that they can't explain, but they can do. Kind of like the baby chickens in China. Not a sorry, thing. <laughs> not a thing I have any context for. Would you really? like to explain? Oh, okay. So there's <laughs> there there are these factories in China where they raise chickens. Okay. And there there are some workers who like like stand in front of this treadmill that has a bunch of chicks, a bunch of tiny little baby chickens. Mm-hmm. And these workers will separate them male male and female. Mm. And they they cannot tell you what it is about it. They just know. And how you train for that is that you just stand next to someone who does it and you just watch them do it. Mm. And then eventually you try it and they'll correct you if when you're wrong. And as it, like it's for some reason, these people like will become a hundred percent accurate and there's no external factors. They can't say like, well, the male ones are are a little bit brighter yellow and the women or the, the women, the, the, Mm. the female are more like gray or whatever. It's they just know, right? They so yeah. it's all they just develop this intuition. I'd like to I'd like to propose a a sort of compromise here Go for that it. meets these two ideas in the middle because I think okay. that we I think I agree with what Simon yeah. is saying. I think I agree with what Tim is saying. And I think that you are talking about two different things. Okay, I think you are talking about a work of art, sure, and you are talking about an art, right? An art form. So there is a form okay. oh, to things, right? So you can say that like comedy is an art, right? Yeah. But you could, but you know, if you go into like, okay, well, so there is an art of comedy that is a thing. Yeah. It's a concept. It's mm-hmm. a thing that you can do. It's a thing that you can, you know, get inside of yourself. Yeah. Improv comedy is more of a sport within that, yeah. right? So you learn that comedy, you learn that art of comedy, and then it's a thing that you do where you're in competition and you're trying to like think on your feet and use it quickly. You're not necessarily trying to craft something brilliant. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to yeah. do it. Stand okay. up or like writing a sitcom is making a work of art using yeah. the art that you have. Huh. Does that make sense? Okay. I like that. I, I like that a lot. Yeah, I think I think that that's a... Uh, totally. Got some good, <laughs> good bottle drop going on right yeah. there. I'm glad you dropped the bottle as opposed to the yeah. mic, because that would sound horrifying. It would really bad for the listeners. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I, I... um Actually, I do remember talking to a, to a friend of mine about this, and he asked if a kitten video 
would be an art, like a work of art, right? <laughs> so the Game Grumps, a couple, Go for it. a couple April Fools's ago, released videos where it was just like twelve minutes of them like filming their cats from various angles. I would say that that was pretty artsy. Was it a video of them filming it, or was it of like the video of cats? It was video of cats. Okay, yeah, and that, that yeah. was their April Fools' release. They didn't release right. any real videos that week. Okay, they just put up a bunch of videos of cats. That's and that's that's like a meta statement about the state of the internet, right? Yeah, yeah. to do that as a non-cat video channel, <laughs> right? Whereas like yeah. a, a vertical phone video of my cat playing with a string, I would not call art. No, yeah. Right. So again, kind of like what you said, there's there is the art form of film, right? And like you could turn that right, like you could take it like a very very artful video of a cat, but if it's just a video, then it's just like it's just a capturing. It's just right. an, it's just a, a. It's not inherently. It's just art. a recording. Yeah. yeah, and like it could create an emotional response, and it in a lot of cases it does, but that doesn't make it an art. Like, what are you imitating? How is it? How is how does that video represent mm-hmm. the cat rather than just record? Right? right, and I think that's the big that's the 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 big the big difference is does it represent or does it record? So right. here's an inter- here's an interesting sort of meta question. Yeah. Um, what if the intended emotional response is that's not art? Because hmm. that's not, like you talking then, you're talking about cat videos. I'm yeah. thinking about Andy Warhol, right? Like, right. You know, a Campbell's soup can is not art, but Andy Warhol making a candle Campbell's soup can is art because his intention yeah, is to make that, you go. That's weird. I wouldn't think of that that's, as art. That's kind of what, um, like what, what what I was talking about before with like the the beanie, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's it's <clears throat> that that was kind of the I think the the can of art by Andy Warhol, um, the can of art. Did I say can of art? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this episode the, of art for discussion is brought to you by can of art. Can of art. <laughs> Spray it. Laying down a can of art. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you do with cans, Tom. What do you do with... (laughs) Okay, a can of silly string. What do you do with that? (laughs) Right? You spray it. Yeah, we're we're getting into some street art stuff now. That's good. All right. So uh, I I feel like Andy Warhol's art... Mm -hmm. It is art. Andy Warhol's art exists because of um, this guy called Marcel Duchamp back in the 20s. Is that the guy with the pipe? No. That's Mark of the Camp. Okay. (laughs) Mark of the uh, field. Come on. I think I think that was Oh dear. Magritte? Yes, it was. Sorry. Yes. So Marcel Duchamp is very famous for having uh for his, uh, uh, a thing he called fountain where he took a urinal, put it upside down, wrote oh, that's the guy. signed it and said that's art. Okay, yeah. And like there's like there's a lot of people debating as to whether it is or isn't art. But like that was kind of like the the idea was that it represented the idea and the concept of art and whether and something can or can't be right. And it's like, that's where you get, that's where you start getting super, super meta. So it's, it's the what idea it? of condensing this entire debate into yeah. an object. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Like, and the, the great thing about it was that it was smashed, but then he just like took another one, put it up mm. and then signed. Like he, 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 well, he signed it. That's not art anymore. That's a replica. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so someone like smashed it at night or something? Like- um, no, like it's been smashed. Uh, I forget when exactly it was. Like it was up for a while and then people like yelled at him and other people and just also just yelled. And then someone smashed it and then he just put up another one and was like, go, at, go ahead, 
do it again. I don't care. Yeah, lots of urinals in the world. Yeah. And like, if it's, again, this was possible because of people like Picasso who like during a, some phase would like actually integrate real objects. So they were like, well, if I'm going to represent, if I feel like like representing the, um, the, the, the wicker on this chair, I'm just going to take the wicker off the chair. Right. And then they would and like stick it on the, the painting mm. and integrate it into their painting. And people mm. were like, well, you can't do that. You're supposed to paint it. And he was like, why? And they're like, well, cause. Because otherwise it isn't art. Yeah. And then, you know, like this, but, but again, it was put in the context, right? Mm -hmm. It was put in the context of art. And this, this actually kind of leads to another definition that I've heard. Mm. And this was like my friend's roommate who told me this because his uh, friend or girlfriend, I can't remember, is studying art history. And this was the definition that this professor gave is that it is, um, uh, it is recognized by art is recognized as art by the artist, by the people. And institutionally. Okay. Hmm. And he it has to be all three. <laughs> yes. But he, my friend, uh, my friend's roommate said that it would be interesting if it was or. Hmm. Right. That's more what I would take. Well, yeah. That, I think that, if it's that got comes two down out of to, three. Yeah. <laughs> but that, then it comes down to that minimalistic definition of like, if yeah. one person in the world considers this to be art, it is art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't like that. I think that's yeah. stupid. Well, it's 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 a circular thing, right? Yeah, like it's, 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 it's art it's a, because it's art. It's, it's a vacuous definition. Right? Yeah. What? What? No, Point I, I said it's modalism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that it's art because people view it as art. Is mm. like sure, but that's stupid to me. Mm. You know, well, I feel like like art can and should have its own like standalone definition. Hmm. You know, like like I I think there I think there is. There is something real about putting something in the context of art, and that is something that is worth talking about and that is worth thinking about. Because again, if I just re knit the beanie that my son had the day he died, and I keep it because it, like it, it, I don't know that that would cons- that would be art. I think you could make mm. the case for it, but un- until it's put in the context of it, mm. I don't think it necessarily is. I think well, it's right. well I think art, right? art inherently needs to be presented in some form, right? Sure. Like you cannot make yeah. that beanie and then put it in a drawer and never show it to anyone yeah. and never look at it because then it's just a it's just a beanie in a drawer. I mean, that's what Prince which did. is well, what if my you... favorite Britney Spears song. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, hold on because I'm I'm gonna get a little meta here. Go but for it. We're talking. You're talking about defining art. Yeah. As if it is a craft. But what yes. if? But what if defining art is an art? What if it can't be reduced to defining a set of art steps? can't be an art? It's a description, not an imitation. Sorry, define. Did you, did you just define art at me? Defining art cannot be itself an art. Why not? Because it's a description, not an imitation. But that you've just presumed that you had a correct def- definition of art to do I that. Do. You can't. You can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> but if, I'm. If, I'm, if I'm if saying. I, if I give you as a premise that art has no definition, you can't. That's true, but you my premise is that is that my definition is correct. All right. Okay. So, wh- but th- that's 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 my that's my question. Right. What what if def- what if recognizing art is an art form? Like what like that's sort of the way around your problem with like or well, it's a vacuous. If like if, like, like if, if you mm-hmm. if you had to give a definition to describing whether a chick is male or female, you wouldn't be able to do it. But that wouldn't mean it didn't exist or that it was vacuous to say that some people can just do it, right? I guess that's fair. But it can be learned, right? Yeah, and so can recognizing art be. Right. But not necessarily yeah. by like the 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 fact is that we all sort of mm-hmm. recognize things as art or not art 
yeah. long before we had this conversation. Right. right. So what was it in our mm-hmm. heads that like allowed us mm-hmm. to do that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's that's a fair statement that mm-hmm. like the ability to recognize something as art is in itself an art form. It is not a work of art. Mm-hmm. I would not say like, <laughs> let's make a coffee book table that says like, is this art? A coffee yes, book or- table? Uh, what, what is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a table made out of coffee books. Yeah, uh, yes. let, let's let, let's not make a coffee table book about you know is this art yes or no choose one and then have <laughs> every page have a picture of something and be like is that thing in this picture a work of art or not please decide. But I kind of want that book now. But on the Me other too. hand, I think we like, should market that. But yeah, <laughs> but on the other hand, like museum curation could be considered an art form. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, the the ability to see something and recognize mm-hmm. it as having artistic value, right? Yeah, because art art itself becomes a part of the world. And if you're imitating art, mm-hmm. if your art imitates art, then it is an art, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. And that's when it gets super, that's where it gets really, really, and that's what I love this about is... this definition is that it's super meta as mm-hmm. opposed to like self-reliant, like it needs to be acknowledged as art. Right. Which I feel well, is, that's even more meta though. I know. It's just like, Oh, it's <laughs> art. Okay, cool. Some, some white guy in a room said it's art. Cool. It doesn't have to be a white guy. That wasn't in the definition. No, but like, like if you're, if you're like, if you think of like the institution, like the art, right. ins- the institution of art, it's probably a white guy. Yeah. It's probably like, some like old like rich in, white guy. In a white the, lady. So. Could be John Green's in, wife. In art history. She was That's a white true. woman. Yeah. Is. It could be John Green's kids. Could. They're one an them, institution. One of a white guy. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, like back in, you know, when you think of the avant-garde starting in like the 1800s with the impressionists, like they sort of diverged from what was considered like academic art, which tried to follow in the footprints of the classic, mm-hmm. the classical greats like, you know, Da Vinci and Michelangelo and, and whatnot. Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Beyonce, et cetera. Um, and so like while the, uh, the avant-garde like diverged from that, the academy kept going. And if you look at like academic paintings from the late 1800s, early 1900s, they are boring. Mm. They're so boring. What they're do you like, mean? Like they're very be they're very well made, right? Like it'll be, you know, um, like a painting of Mary sitting on a bench, and the angel Gabriel comes to her, right, to okay. tell her that she's pregnant with, with God, mm. with the God, little baby G's, little baby G, Jesus, baby G. Okay, and and you look at it, and you it you it's just like, okay, I see it now. Like, it's the kind of thing you'd see on, like, a postcard that your grandma sends you. Mm-hmm. And you look at it, and you go, okay, I, I see what it is. It is well done. Those those feathers on the wings look really accurate. But there's it doesn't feel like art. It doesn't it's it doesn't have that, like, something else that, like, moves you. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in, in the same way that, like, seeing Michelangelo's Pieta would, for example. If it's this, like, sculpture of yeah. Mary holding... Uh, Jesus hmm. right right off off the cross and that's like such a powerful sculpture right and it's incredibly detailed and like it moves you but then when you look at you've seen you like there are paintings that are basically recreating that from the 1800s and you're like oh all right I think maybe you know? like we're kind of spoiled though now right like our our thing about you know like if something is a perfect like I'm thinking about about this, but also about like if something is a perfect recreation of nature, like we consider that kind of boring now. Because no, no, no. We have, it's it's we, not just a perfect recreation. Because but like, but like yeah. similarly, like we're so like in your like you know your way to dismiss that is like, well, it looks like something you'd see on a postcard. And the reason why that doesn't hold any weight to you is because you've seen like a ton of postcards, right? No, but I like, don't think so. I don't like that. That wasn't like I I was just I was said that as a way for you guys to think of. 
sort of imagine yeah you know a, an image of what it looks like no but i like what i'm suggesting is that if that's the if you have never seen an image of the virgin mary being told that she's about to you know give birth to god yeah then it takes a much crappier image to evoke some sort of emotional response i don't think so i no? disagree with that i think that there is there is a way to oh that was something yeah Someone's knocking on our door. No, I think it's the upstairs neighbor being clumsy. Okay, fair enough. I think there is a way to represent a situation and a story that is emotionally charged and is emotionally, like, that tells an emotional story. Mm -hmm. And there's a way to do it that's just, like, fact-telling, right? Like, like a history book versus a novel. And, or, or, like, a paragraph in a textbook and then Hamilton. Right. Right, like you, you, I, I could read Alexander Hamilton's Wikipedia page, and I would get approximately the same amount of information as I would in listening to Hamilton. But when you listen to Hamilton, it's something else. Hmm. It's something completely different. And someone who's never heard of Alexander Hamilton could read the page and go, "Okay, now I know." And someone else who's never heard of Alexander Hamilton could listen to Hamilton and go, "Oh my God, this hmm. is like this guy right. had an incredible life." And I think that. Like just because you you've never had a context for the 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 work of art doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to move you. I think there is okay. something inherent in a work of art that can move you. Yeah, that's fair. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think what I understood and what Tim was saying is more just like, let's say you have two paintings of flowers, right? Yeah. One painting of flowers that was made recently and is acknowledged as an amazing painting of flowers. Yeah. One painting of flowers that was made like five hundred years ago that at the time was acknowledged as a pretty amazing painting of flowers. Sure they might be radically different in terms of like visual quality, right? Yeah. Just because back then you didn't have as much context. Yeah. Right? So like they might both evoke emotion. They mm-hmm. both might both be equally powerful, but one is objectively a better painting of a flower. Sure. Mm. Right. Is that, is that kind of what you meant? I mean, not, not I don't, maybe I don't a more accurate so, okay, one. Fair enough, I, but <laughs> one thing that makes me think of is like, you know, in this definition that we're not going with sort of the more institutional definition, does that yeah. mean that, things can become more or less art over time, depending on the moods of the culture. Yes. Like, was Van Gogh only art after he was recognized as art? Yes. The, yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, I don't okay. like that. Yeah. And, like, like Van Gogh's a great example. I was just thinking about him because, like, Starry Night still moves me. Every time I see Starry Night, and I wish I could see it in person, I think it's in, I think it's in New York. I have no idea. Have it's no on idea. a lot of coffee cups and stuff. It is on a lot of coffee cups. But like if I saw it, like it is enormous. And I know yeah. that if I saw it in real life, I would be like, like it would change mm. something inside me. That's interesting because for me, every time I look at that painting, I just think, oh, there's that painting that I see all the time. Like yeah. It's lost cups. that charm yeah. for me. Yeah. And so I bet, yeah, probably mm. seeing it large would be more, mm. more powerful, right? Yeah. And seeing like, like the brushstrokes themselves too. Right. Right. Like there's something about the, the, the way the art, the, the the artwork is done mm. that I think can be really because really, like, you can see like like just the, the the aggression and the the pain in the way in his brushstrokes like you right. can like yeah Jackson the, Pollock is like that yeah because like you 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 see mm-hmm. a bunch of splatters and it doesn't really hit you and then you see it in person and you're like whoa this whoa. is like actually yeah. someone got really mad and like yeah. flung yeah. this paint to the canvas yeah it can be really, really <laughs> and and again I one one thing I like about uh, well, about my definition of art mm-hmm. or my proposed is that like it is subjective, mm-hmm. right? Like what can be art to someone maybe isn't to another person. Mm-hmm. And then, and then at least you have like a frame of like, like my, my, my point is not to be able to say 
is not to be able to be almighty and say this is art, this is not. Right. Like, that's you don't not want my to be point. Le- you don't want to be a Leviathan. No, exactly. Shout out to Hobbes. Yeah. Hashtag go listen to Vices. Um, but is is to be able to have a frame of reference for why something is or isn't art. Mm-hmm. And if someone says like, like you know, Starry Night is so is super important to me, and every time I see it, I almost cry. Then you can go, okay, like this is art to me. Whereas if, if someone mm-hmm. goes like, oh, I don't feel why, I don't really feel that, and then you go, why? And you go, well, because it doesn't do anything for me. And you go, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. It's like like may, maybe there's some so it's, so it's still subjective to you. It's still subjective, but there's a way, but you can quantify it. But it's not vacuous. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of how I that was that was that was, that yeah. was my thought. That's well, fair. what do you guys think? Do you think that what do, what do you think art is? Do you think that what we're doing here is art? If you do, you can support our art by not. going to Patreon.com/slash Up for Discussion. If you do and pledge some some mun muns, then we can keep having circular conversations about the topic that aren't actually circular i think we got something good here yeah i think so i had to drop my bottle once that meant yeah i made a good point <laughs> you did make a very good point um yeah so do go to patreon.com uh, you can join the ranks of fine folks like patrick and joanne and nathan who support us uh and we may or may not be launching some exclusive content for our patreon subscribers Ooh. in the near future and so if you want to get wow. in on that right off the busy bat Hop over to patreon.com slash up for discussion, enter the promo code Megabus, and you can get 10% off your next order. Is that true? No. <laughs> Patreon doesn't have promo codes, as far as I know. Unless Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. We said something about Beyonce earlier, and it reminded me of a little funny story I wanted to tell you guys. So okay. We'll go for it before we end. Uh <clears throat> so Tim and I are playing at a wedding this Saturday. The couple mm. Their couple's names are Jeremy and Belinda. Mm-hmm. And I was with Jeremy at the Emmaus Men's Pub Night the other night. Yeah. And uh, one of the other guys was getting to know him and was like, oh, you're engaged. What's your fiance's name? And because his fiance's name starts with a B and he had just heard the word fiance, he definitely accidentally said Beyonce and then himself. <laughs> <laughs> and no one That's caught so it great. except for me. And so I just sat there and I like That's looked so at great. him and grinned. And he was like, yeah. Who's <laughs> <laughs> your fiance? Beyonce. I mean, Belinda. Nice. <laughs> nice. I bet he wished it was Beyonce, though. Don't we all? Yeah. Well, maybe. But that's Jeremy and Belinda, just from the little I've seen them, they're one of those couples that's just like obnoxiously cool. Yeah. In their own right. Awesome. So it's like, yeah. okay, you like you, you don't need to wish to be anybody else. Probably everybody yeah, else but wishes like, they were you. <laughs> Beyonce is also obnoxiously cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Patreon.com slash up for discussion. Give us Beyonce. Yeah. Thanks for listening to us. Uh, I'm Simon Peltier. I'm Tom Zalatnak. I'm Tim Blay. You can follow us on Twitter at Dan with Talking. And individually, I'm No the Other Simon. You've got Tom Zalatnak and uh, Acapella Science. And uh, we'll see you next week. What is art? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. What is art? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me, Simon. You're giving me a weird look. You, me, you, me, me, you, you, me, you, me, me, you, me, you, you, me, you, me, me. It's all right. It's all good. It's all right. It's all good. It's the Space Jam.